Welcome back to Sideline Exposure. I am your host, Mitchell Crossan, and the college football playoff is set. Georgia with the one seed, Michigan with the two, TCU at three, and Ohio State backdoors the way into the playoff at the four. So the first three spots did not change. It was pretty obvious that for Georgia and Michigan, either of those teams could lose their conference championship game and still get in. Georgia, they blew out LSU. I knew LSU put up some points and some yards on them, but Georgia had that game under control. Michigan, Purdue, kind of a tight game at half, kind of a weird game. Michigan pulled away. Wasn't really concerned at all about either team. Wasn't even concerned if the games were going to be close. Even if they lost, Purdue is not a worthy opponent of Michigan. We know the Big Ten West is weak. LSU isn't really either. I know that they beat Alabama, but Alabama isn't great. So Georgia and Michigan, they were going to skate in even if they lost. Now, this is a little bit more of a hot take, as I found out. But TCU, as we know, they lost in the Big 12 championship to Kansas State. I felt like if they lose, as long as they weren't blown out, they were going to get in because they had a loss to give. Part of it is the body of work, the resume. Also, part of it is who else are you going to put in? If I'm thinking in the eyes or the mind of the committee, I felt like TCU going 12-0 and and earning their way to play in the Big 12 championship game. Neutral field. Overtime loss to a top 10 opponent, Kansas State. A game where you could even say, hey, some calls didn't go TCU's way. They probably could have won that game or should have won that game. They weren't going to be bumped out. So if you're TCU, you go 12-0, tough loss in the conference championship game in overtime. You weren't going to lose your way out of the playoff at that point. A lot of people, as I found out, felt like Alabama should get in over TCU. Because at this point, the Pac-12 championship game went on Friday. We knew that Ohio State was ahead of Alabama. And if TCU, or excuse me, if USC lost to Utah, Ohio State was going to slide into that third spot. For any hope that Alabama fans had left, they knew they weren't going to jump Ohio State. So check one, USC needs to lose. That bumps Ohio State in. Check two, and really the only hope for Alabama fans was that TCU would get blown out, and that didn't happen. Even then, we're not promised that Alabama would slide in and TCU would slide out. And let's talk about Alabama for a second. So the argument or lack of argument that a lot of people were making why Alabama should get in over Ohio State or TCU or whatever the case is. Well, you look at our body of work. We lost two games, but we lost both games on the final play of the game, Tennessee and LSU. And I go, okay, so if we're going to play the what if game, what if you didn't lose? The what if game goes both ways. You're also two more plays away from going 8-4. and four. Texas A&M was throwing the ball into the end zone for the win, but they didn't convert, so you won. And then you can look at Texas, who probably should have won that game, and they lost Quinn Ewers, and they had like that weird safety, non-safety call. So there are other plays where you're also, quote-unquote, one or two plays away from being 8-4. and four. So if we're going to play the what-if game, the what-if game is played both ways. The main point is Alabama's a two-loss team. A two-loss team has never made the college football playoff and the four-team playoff as currently constructed is only going to go on for one more year next year before 2024 when that's going to be year one of the 12-team playoff so a two-loss team has never made the four-team playoff and I, I doubt a two-loss team will make it next year next year is going to be its own year so we'll reevaluate then but looking at the history two losses has never made it in I didn't think Alabama was going to get in now. And also Alabama's resume. Who's their best win? 
Texas, not a great resume. You don't have some great wins. You have the losses to Tennessee. You have the losses to LSU. They also didn't have the chance to redeem themselves and play in the SEC championship or try to play their way in to the playoff. And that's, I mean, if you're a two-loss team, you have to be able to play in the conference championship. It doesn't promise anything, and it's not, I mean, it is their fault for not playing in the conference championship because they lost two games, but you have to have that extra data point. They could have played Georgia. They're not saying they would have beaten Georgia or they would have won, but you have to play in your conference championship if you're a two-loss team because you have to keep throwing good wins on your resume, and Alabama just couldn't do that. I do want to talk about Ohio State for a little bit. I'm not going to spend much time on this episode talking about Georgia or Michigan. We know what they are. Michigan's looking really good. J.J. McCarthy has grown a lot as a passer, as a quarterback, and you see that a lot in a quarterback's development in his second year at the program, especially considering the fact that J.J. took over the starting job. So this guy, I mean, it's just exponential. You see what he's learning and the information he's, he's absorbing and what he's doing with the ball. So he's looking pretty good. Georgia, Stetson Bennett, uh, just the athletes. I mean, they look like an NFL team. We'll go over them later. We have a month until the college football playoff semis. But for Ohio State, right, they backdoor their way into the playoff. You knew one of these teams was going to do that. And it was clearly identified that it was probably going to be Ohio State once the committee ranked them ahead of Alabama last week. So it all it took was a Utah win over USC in the Pac-12 championship. And that put the Buckeyes in. Right now, if I had to give the edge to either Georgia or Ohio State, I would give it to Georgia. Um, I would just probably say 60-40 if I had to decide right now. I could change that. I could think maybe more Georgia down the line, but we'll see. I'll have to watch some more on Georgia and see what they've done lately. Ohio State, like Ryan Day said, if you missed it, we're going to play loose. We're going to come out, be aggressive. Ohio State, it feels like it's playing with house money, right? You already disappointed your fans, the fan base, the team. You lost to Michigan. You lost by like three touchdowns, and they pulled away late. So the season clearly isn't a lost cause because you just got a gift from God and you're back in the playoff. But, yeah, play loose, play aggressive, utilize Marvin Harrison Jr. more, who might be, if not the, best receiver in college football. Go to him more. And this four-week break, this will benefit all four teams. But for Ohio State, they've been consistently banged up throughout the entire year. Now is a chance for them to get their guys healthy. Not that they're going to beat Georgia just because Travion Henderson, maybe Jackson Smith and Jigba, and those guys come back. But four weeks is a lot of time to game plan and get your guys healthy, and Ohio State has struggled with injuries throughout the entire year. Clearly, the secondary, the back end, the corners for Ohio State have not played well, and everybody saw them get exposed against Michigan. If you weren't following Ohio State throughout the year, Ohio State fans will tell you, cornerback play has been bad all year the cornerback play has been bad for the last three seasons ever since 2019 Jeff Okuda left the corners have been subpar if not bad so clearly they have some things to work on that is a very glaring weak link in the Ohio State team on the offensive side of the ball you can see that they are missing an element and it feels like they're missing that quarterback run element now they've put it on film CJ can move a little bit I do think CJ can move better then we give him credit for not that he's gonna you know not that he's Justin Fields or even JJ McCarthy or Bryce Young he can move a little bit he can move out of the pocket when he has to he can throw on the run he's had some very nice plays doing that this year especially along the sideline but that quarterback run that read option that threat of running the quarterback isn't there now 
they beat Northwestern because of that, and they put it on film just so you have to account for it if you're Michigan, if you're Georgia, whoever's game planning against Ohio State. But CJ's not a threat when he's running the ball. And as intelligent and as great and accurate as a thrower that he is, and he's very smart, he's, he's very good at what he does throwing the ball, just not having that dual threat ability hurts them. And just watching Caleb Williams play in the Pac-12 championship game, Caleb Williams, in my opinion, is probably still going to go on and win the Heisman Trophy. I know he got banged up. I know they got blown out in the second half. But the first quarter of that game, you saw how explosive Caleb Williams was, throwing the ball and running the ball. And that's just a completely different element that the defense has to account for. Quarterback, spy, whatever you have to do to account for that. And even for broken plays, right? You call a play, you think it's going to work. It's not open. You, you warm your way out of the pocket, run for a first down, pick up junk change. That's just something that CJ really isn't going to do. And if you're Georgia, I know Ohio State has a lot of talent. They have good receivers. you got to worry about Marvin Harrison Jr., that game plan that Ohio State may come up with, but you're not going to have to worry about C.J. running the ball, and that gives at least a small edge to Georgia and their defense. So a lot of things are going to change. We have four weeks. Guys will get healthy. Hopefully no further injuries. Guys may come back. I'm curious to see Jackson Smith and Jigba's status. My gut, my heart tells me he'll come back and play, but I, I just don't know even if that's a smart move for him. He's going to be a high draft pick even if he doesn't play for Ohio State again. But again, a lot of things can change, so let's see what, what's going to happen here over the coming weeks. Quickly touch upon the remaining New Year's Six Bowl games. Orange Bowl, Tennessee versus Clemson. That should be an interesting matchup. Sugar Bowl, Alabama and Kansas State. Cotton Bowl, USC and Tulane. And in the Rose Bowl, Utah and Penn State. So it's a pretty solid slate of games that we have. It's nice to see teams like Tennessee Kansas State, TCU, Tulane, teams that normally aren't in the playoff. Like, we all know about Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson. Uh, even Utah, to a sense, not that they're making the playoff, but they're making these bowl games back-to-back -back champs in the Pac-12 and then back-to-back -back Rose Bowl appearances. Even Penn State has, you know, sniffed the playoff a couple times. Not that they've been in it, but they've been close. They've beaten Ohio State. But it's nice to have some fresh names. You know, Kansas State, I didn't think they're going to win the Big 12 coming into this year Tennessee I didn't think they were going to beat Alabama and have a Heisman contending quarterback Hendon Hooker so credit to these guys but also this slate of games and just watching these teams throughout the year the TCUs the Kansas States the, the Tennessees this is just giving us insight into what that 12 team playoff is going to look like in 2024 not that Tulane is still going to be ranked this high and as good of a program then but you're going to get teams like that. You're going to get these Utah versus Penn State matchups, and I think it's going to be good for the sport. That will do it for this week's episode of SE, so thank you for joining us. Every week, we'll drop an episode. We'll keep throwing out videos on social media as we figure out new things, learn new things. We got some time here before the semifinals, but it's exciting, and we'll see how all this plays out. Thanks for listening, and as always, go Bucks.